You've got dreams to be an incredible creative musician and artist. You know that in your heart, that's something you want to do, but there's so many other things pulling on you. In fact, maybe you've had family members say, you need to get a real job. You need to get something that pays the bills and brings prestige to your name, doctor, lawyer, engineer. Maybe your culture doesn't really support artists or think that it's a real job, but yet you know there's something on the inside that's calling you to do this. Well, guess what? You have picked the right episode of the God and Gig show to listen to because this episode, we're going to talk to an amazing creative who also shared that struggle and overcame it while still being able to bring in a full-time career as a doctor. So if you've ever wondered how you could balance multiple passions, pursue your calling, and still be able to overcome your fears and find the people who will connect with you to help you build the career that you're dreaming of, well, you found the right episode. Give me just a moment to welcome those of you who are new to our show, and then we'll get right into this fascinating and inspiring conversation. Artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds, looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life? Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession? Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Hello and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your creative day. And if you are new to our show, you are in the right place at the right time. And let me tell you why. First, let me quickly introduce myself. My name is Alan C. Paul. I'm a musician. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm forgiven. And I'm here with the rest of our God and Gigs community to help you transform your creative life from the inside out by applying timeless spiritual principles to temporary creative problems that you're facing in your world. And we do this through this particular podcast. We have a membership called Guiding Gig 360, a free Facebook group that you can find to connect with other creatives like you who want to become the creatives that God is calling them to be. And I'm so glad you're here for this particular episode. Make sure you subscribe, connect with our YouTube channel if you are interested in watching videos and just be among your people. It's so inspiring and it will encourage you to do everything that God has put in your heart. And speaking of people who are pursuing their dreams, you're not going to hear a more inspiring or tenacious person than our guest today, Abi Ogini. Now, Abi Ogini is a Nigerian-born Irish singer-songwriter who's dedicated herself to bringing healing to people around her through her songs, but not just that, through her craft as a pediatrician. That's right. She's not just a singer and songwriter and musical entrepreneur coach who has her own podcast, The Fulfilled Musicpreneur Podcast. She also is practicing in medicine and finished med school and is currently out there doing both of these things at the same time in her area of Derby in the UK. So I'm really, really, really just fascinated by this. And you are going to hear from her how she has figured out to find a way to pursue this passion, meanwhile maintaining her other passions and her other calling as a doctor, and how she found a way 
to both find the resources, the education, and everything else that she needed to become the creative that God called her to be inside this world of music and the industry that is so tough to find a way through. She found a way to do this. My friend, this is going to be a powerful interview, so let's get right into it. Let's talk with singer, songwriter, coach, and Dr. A.B. Ogini. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so blessed to bring to you someone that understands exactly what it means to be a fulfilled musicpreneur, because she's not only done this as an artist, but she also has so many other things that God has blessed her to do, and yet she is still fulfilling her calling. So I want to welcome A.B. Ogini to the God and Gig Show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on, Alan. Really glad to be here. It is an amazing thing. We're already laughing and enjoying kind of like this, the spirit, because we are kindred spirits. Um, you really do. Again, as soon as I found your podcast, I was like, I'm not alone. <laughs> There's somebody else that cares about this connection between faith and creativity and making it in the music business and as a creative. And yet you have this whole other side of your life that I was like, how does she do this in 24 hours of the day? So I cannot wait for people to hear your story, but even more importantly, hear themselves in your story and hear your wisdom on how to make it through the things that you've made it through. But you know, this is coming as a fellow podcaster. You know, you have to do the 30 second elevator pitch and put that whole story into about 30 seconds, right? So I'll pitch it to you like this. When people meet you for the first time, what are the few things that you absolutely want them to know about you if they don't remember anything else? I am a mom, a wife, and a healer that uses multiple avenues to heal through music, through speaking, and through my job as a pediatrician. That was probably about 30 seconds, wasn't it? No, you did amazing. I, was, I think you beat it. I've never had a timer. I'm not going to do that to people because <laughs> I would never finish it either. But that is, again, such an incredible part when I know people have already clicked on it and seen that list of things that you just mentioned, musician, mom, wife, pediatrician. They're already thinking like, how in the world does this all fit into one person? But I want to ask you first, because it's obviously started your healing and your your heart for both helping people through music and the arts and now coaching. So all of these things had to come from somewhere. So take me at least back to your first inkling in terms of music. Like where did your love of music come from? Was it school? Was it church? Most of us have that one first thing that you're like, I love this so much. So what was that first musical moment for you or thing that pulled you into music? It was home. It was family. Yeah. We, I, I come from a family of singers and it came from my dad because he loved it. He will put, um, you know, integrity music. Absolutely. <laughs> he will put it on and we will literally watch and dance to it. Um, every night when we had devotion, it was it was a family culture to like just go from song to song. And we will harmonize without even thinking that we were harmonizing. Like it just came naturally to us. So, yeah, my love of music definitely came from home. Oh, it's so beautiful. Now, I immediately have to think, though, because if you're in that culture where your music is a part of your life and you just mentioned how, you know, literally it was also like your faith was being built up because if you're having devotionals every night, then clearly that's a priority in your home. 
But mm-hmm. I have to wonder when does that become a desire to be professional? And because I have to, I have to pull this in right away. I am thinking, wait a minute, and I'll, I'll give you something that I I noticed in my own studies as a musician. This is where I'm a little bit jealous of you. Okay, I'll forgive me, Lord. <laughs> please forgive me because jealousy and coveting is not good. But I will tell you a story to lead up to this question. As I was becoming a getting ready to be a, uh, I guess, a high school graduate, and I was finishing up my classical studies, I noticed everyone in my piano studio, fellow fellow students, were both music and pre-med. Mm. And I used to think, how in the world can they do both those things? And I'm like, there's no way I'm touching anything else. I can only do one thing right, and that's play the piano. I am not going to do it. So... My two-part question is, when did becoming a professional musician enter the picture? And was it at the same time or a different time that medicine became a profession? I'm so curious about how you came to both of these worlds and which one was first. Becoming a professional artist only ever really came to my mind as a calling in 2020. I never considered being an artist for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, I'm a Nigerian. I'm sure you had those stories. Nigerian I'm glad you went there first because I did not know if the stereotypes were true, but you're, you're confirming them here. It's true. I don't think there is a Nigerian parent who will let their child say, I want to become a musician without saying, oh, okay, but you have to go study medicine first, or you have to go study law first, or you have to go study engineering first, and then you can have the music in your back pocket, as you know. So it was never really an option. We we didn't come from a culture that revered being a musician. (laughs) I think it was something that poor people did. Mm -hmm. It it was, I didn't have a role model of a successful musician that I admired. The only musicians I knew were the ones on TV. Yeah. And all of that glam, all of that drama, I thought, this is not me. This is never going to happen. So I never, I never um, actually considered it. (laughs) I just knew I loved music. But I, it was never on my, and I dabbled, you know, like, because we love music so much. We went to the studio, you know, I went to do a single. I might, I might have even thought about releasing an album, but it was never like a big picture. You're doing this for real. It was literally dabbling. And then, um, in fact, people asked me over and over again, oh, aren't you going to release an album? You're really good. And I'm like, you know, I'm in med school, right? <laughs> How's that going to work? Um, and I firmly believed that because you have an amazing voice does not mean you're called to be an artist. Um, I told people that over and over, which is now the opposite of what I'm saying, because people that um, are gifted in music, I'm like, hmm, why do you think God gave you that gift? <laughs> right. <It's>, yeah. <laughs> but there's a balance of it. Like you just said, I think you, there's a humility in what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that you weren't, oh, well, because I can sing, then I'm I'm entitled to a career in the arts. And of course, you know, having that cultural thing pushing you to say, oh, you got to have your plan A and then music is plan B. 
But I totally understand. But I love how you had to walk this out, especially coming to it later, because I feel that your story, again, mirrors many other people who have had to say, wait, if God gave me this gift, I'm able to be a singer, a dancer, a creative, but yet I'm also very responsible to this other calling, which is my full-time nine to five or not even 10, 10 to 10, like, you know, job yeah, that takes so much of your life. So tell me, please, how have you, and then of course, I'm always thinking about the person that's listening. How have you found the, I guess, the strength to say this is worth pursuing, even if it's hard, it's worth it to pursue music to a fuller degree even yeah. when you have this responsibility because someone else is listening and thinking that, no, it's it's not worth it because this other mm-hmm. thing is so much of my life. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. So <laughs> let me start by saying I have a book coming out next month on this very thing because it's been a journey. It really has. It's been a journey that, you know, even in 2020 when I felt God was saying, okay, AB, you need to do this professionally. I still had no idea what, what God was calling me into. It was literally just, okay, you need to release music professionally. <laughs> but the more I go, it's like, you know, God is revealing more and more <laughs> of the plan he has, you know. Um, so it's been an amazing journey and it's not been easy. It's been a huge faith walk, but it all started by this epiphany, this calling that you you feel you need to feel called because if you don't feel that God is calling you to this, you're going to quit, you know? I mean, think about it. We could easily spend thousands producing or getting a song produced right? with nothing coming in because um, you're new and no one knows to go stream your music, you know? So, when you're starting out, you are literally a missionary. You are. But the difference is that when people are like, oh, please pray for brother so-and-so who is in Africa, you know, pray for, he's a missionary, pray for him and send funds to him if you can. No one says that about you. Yes, <laughs> you know? That's true. There's no GoFundMe for artists. You're exactly right. You're on your own. (laughs) You have to convince people that you are investing all of this money and no one is paying you. Some people think Spotify pay you or YouTube. Some people don't think so. I mean, I've seen some of the things where they post um, the millions of streams they've had and then a check for like $30. It's it's, the, the, the thing has changed. And I love that. I love that you mentioned that because this allows me a chance to mention and ask you about how you did find a way to practically fund this and not just fund it, but to really look at it in terms of, I'm not just going to release music and pray, right? Just say, God, please bless it. But I'm going to create avenues of income around what I do, whether it be coaching, whether it be helping other musicians, whether it be, because there's lots of different ways to do this, right? But clearly the one way you can't do it is you know, post and pray. You can't just yeah. put a street a song mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. and when people don't pay attention and they don't like it on Instagram, you're like, oh God doesn't really want me to be an artist. Yeah. Like, Cause you're you're and you quit. That's not the <laughs> way it works. That's not the way it works. So tell somebody that's listening right now just a couple of practical things you did to get over that. Okay, like I'm by myself. Yeah. 
So what were some practical things that you did and maybe that you also help your clients do? Yeah. So, so the fact that I knew God was calling me into this, I knew I had to get educated because I did not know anything about the music industry at all. I knew how to sing. <laughs> I dabbled in songwriting, but I didn't even think that my songs would measure up to industry standards. So the first thing that I did was to get help because I had no clue where to start. I just knew that I had a calling and I was doing this. That's all I knew. Um, and th the way the way it all happened, actually, was, was a setup. Like God set me up. He really did. <laughs> he really did. Because during the pandemic, you know, everyone was going online and, you know, going back to their loves and to their you know, hobbies, you know, yeah. and for me, it was music. So my sister invited me along to a Stevie Mackey voice training. You, you know him? Yeah, yes. So he was yes. Fun. We, we did it together. She was in Nigeria. I was here in the UK and we were just, we did it. We had fun. It was literally just fun going back to our love of music. Um, Cause we, we got to, he will give assignments and we will sing songs and put the videos on in the group. And, you know, it was just fun. And then next, it was um, a music coach called Brad Goldemon um, who ran a Facebook ad saying, um, I'm having a seven-day challenge for aspiring Christian artists, songwriters, worship leaders, just to grow in their, you know, in their artistry. And, you know, and he invited um, worship leaders, you know, that were well-known. And I was like, oh, this sounds fun. So I invited my sister again and we went. And it was such a blessing, you know, being, you know, in a group with other Christian artists, just learning about the craft, you know, because that was, it was part of what we did, you know. And then he talked about, you know, joining his um, academy, you know, just to get better at songwriting, to release music. And I was like, ah, no, not for me, you know. <laughs> Thanks. And then he had another one again months later. And I went again. I was like, oh, yay, fun again. And this one, I was like, hmm, all right, I'm going to sign up. I think there's something here. Yes, it's, 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 you said fun three times. And I love how the fun is slowly getting a little, little lighter, like fun, such fun. <laughs> and now it's starting to sound like work and serious. So I signed up. And then... Because he will give like challenges, you know, write a song, you know, just different things to get your creative juices flowing. And one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had gone to use a loop. And in the space of what, how long does it take to use a loop? I had received like a full song, like verses, chorus, bridge, everything. And I was excited. I was like, wow, this is amazing, you know. <laughs> and then I went back to bed and I was like, no, I'm going to forget it. So I got back out of bed, went to the loo and whispered, <laughs> whispered, yes. sang the song into my phone. And I was still really excited. And all of a sudden I was like, hmm. Because I was like, oh, I need to share it. I'm going to share it with people. I'm like, wait, who, who am I going to share it with? Who even knows I'm doing this? And then slowly it was like the cotton was being pulled. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I think. I think I'm meant to share it with the world. <laughs> I think this isn't for me. And that was it. That was literally it. 
just went to bed, woke up the next morning. I told my husband, I think I'm going to start releasing music. And he's like, finally. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, I've been wondering when you were going to see that you were meant to be doing this. And that was the reaction I got from people when I told them. Wow. It was actually mind-blowing. It was actually really interesting. But then I realized, okay, I need help. So I, first of all, first of all, in the group, started to ask people, you know, okay, so how do you do this? I started to actually pay attention to the trainings, you know? Yes. And then when I thought, okay, I need one-on-one help because I'm doing this for real. Then I got a songwriting mentor. Um, his name is Stephen, the Worship Coalition. He's great. So I worked with him for six months. I sent him songs. He'll send me reviews that were amazing. Um, so I I got I got better and I till I got confident about my songwriting. And then I remember asking him, um, so yeah, so now that I have enough songs for the album, when I release the album, should I just have should I just go around with soundtracks, you know? <laughs> and he literally laughed. He was like, No, Amy, <laughs> do you need a band or you know, or you play? you know and I was like wait this is getting real and then even then I was still like okay so when I get the band then what next and then I realized okay my six months with the songwriting coach has come to an end I need a music business coach and I got another coach and that is how I've been able to do all of this just knowing that I needed help so I, I got music business coach who said, okay, AB, to succeed in the industry, you have to monetize your music. So the first thing that I ever did with that man was to run a crowdfunding campaign. And I was like, um, Andy, how am I going to run a crowdfunding can- campaign when people don't even know I'm an artist? He's like, well, this is the best time to do it <laughs> because you're going to announce the guys, I'm doing this. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm feeling called to release music. And you told them why? Because there's a lot of hopelessness around. I'm working on, al- on an album called Hope, filled with songs that are going to bring hope. Could you help me out? Um, and he has a website. He has a course that teaches you step-by-step exactly how to build your page, what sort of... Um, ideas of products to put as rewards exactly what to do step by step and he did that for free for everyone that came and then obviously they take like maybe 10 percent or something for for running the platform which i think is very reasonable because you didn't pay for the course you didn't pay for you know that was tremendous value so the first thing i did was have a crowdfunding campaign um and I raised like £3,000. And that got me going because not only did I have more funds, because I could have said, oh, well, lots of people, we want to be able to fund what we're doing. You know, this is our business. This is us. We want to be able to save to do it. But what, what you don't realize is that you're missing out on an opportunity to start building a community around you. Because everyone that gives you a crowdfunding campaign, no matter how small, guess what they're doing? They're waiting for the music. Yep. You're building a community already. 
everyone that gave, guess where they were? They went straight to my email email lists. You know, there's so much you're doing. It's not just about asking people for money. The fact that you're already putting yourself out there to let people know you're an artist is one already. It's know? true. It's true. That's there the win. So much. Just look for people that have done this and ask them how. <laughs> the amount of times, because I don't know how, you know. So he's like, you need to monetize. You need to think about different products. And he tells you there are five kinds of products. There's subscriptions. There is services or um, events where you have a concert. Services, you're teaching piano or you're coaching. There's products like your eBooks. You know, he breaks it down and you literally have a list of options. And at this time, how many coaches did I have already? I had the academy. <laughs> I had the songwriting mentor. I had the music business coach. I was already building a lot of knowledge. I was like, you know what? I like talking to people. I think I'm going to try out coaching. <laughs> it was as easy as that, you know? I'm learning so much that I'm going to just teach other people what I'm learning. Yes, yes. It was a really easy um, choice for me because I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep learning. <laughs> I was all monetized learning that I'm doing, you know? And when I had my second crowdfunding campaign, I put coaching on it. Really? That's interesting. So you put coaching. This is this is interesting because I was just going to say, like, number one, you've the way that you have absolutely prioritized learning. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stick. I'm going to be a little bit of a, of a poke the bear here mm-hmm. because many people look down on these programs as if they're just, oh, everyone's just teaching musicians, teaching musicians. And it's multi-level and it's just people. And meanwhile, you're saying that was literally your path to doing what you're doing. And here's the, the thing that I, I love about what we're sharing right now. You're not saying that your program was, your program is the one. You've just spoken at length about the benefits of somebody else's program. Yeah. So if we were all out here just trying to make money for ourselves and our own coaching programs, we would never mention anybody else's. Mm-hmm. We would never say, hey, go find this coach. Go, I recommend this program. This vocal coach was amazing. You're you're saying wherever you go, <laughs> learn from somebody, but you need to, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And that's what you found for the music industry. That I just want to make sure we highlighted that because <laughs> again, like the fact that you can teach it, and, and then that the Bible also says that he who waters will be will be watered. Yeah. So the way to 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 give back is to teach somebody else what yeah. you were just taught. So yeah. it's so beautiful. It, 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 I just wanted to make sure I pointed that out because I think some people look down on all the classes and the mentorship as if people are trying to get something for themselves when they're just trying to really. You said that program was free. The one that did the kickstart, the the crowdfunding. Yeah. So that's crazy. So, yeah. So and and what he, he he oh my god he's amazing. When you actually start learning from these people you start realizing how amazing business is and how easy it can be because you know what he does <laughs> he's like it's brilliant his his business idea so he gets people in and by now his his website the platform has raised over a million pounds for artists by the way wow so he this is like a specialist in <laughs> crowdfunding yeah. company but you know what he now does he has a um, production company he has a music management company <laughs> I mean, yeah it's like, a one-stop okay. shop 
So if you work with me from this funds that you've raised, you get deals, you get offers, you know, you, you, you pay less money if you, because you have to pay me 10% if you're just taking your money away. But if you let me produce your song, it, it costs less. If you let me do all of these things for you, because so that's how I was able to actually buy my first course, my first one-on-one with him, because I used part of the money from for the crowdfunding campaign. So people don't, when, Every time I sign people onto my um, program, my crowdfunding, the crowdfunding is always part of it. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, 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 so that's what I noticed. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, and I send them to him. <laughs> oh, okay. I in, see. So, in, okay. I was, I wasn't sure. Like, so now as you, as you promote your own, your own crowdfund. Yeah, I, I teach you about it. Right. Well, he's the expert. And, and this is the thing you can't, you can't compare three years worth of experience for me to someone who's done this, who's raised a million. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, like my book, I'm actually putting the names of my coaches in there because what I do is different because I've combined so many different things to, and I've, I have like a bespoke program is different from them all. I, I have no problem sending you to people, you know. In fact, there was my one of my first clients. She was like an an ideal client. You know when they say who's your ideal oh, client? Oh yeah, hundred percent. She, she mm-hmm. literally wanted to just walk the path I did. So she did her crowdfunding campaign. She walked with my songwriting coach. <laughs> she, she she's just like me, you know. Okay, where do I go next? Where do I go next? But but I- you were the guide. The key was yeah. is that she wouldn't have found all those people if you had not walked the path first. And that is worth them saying, hey, yes, I could have found this individual by themselves, but they wouldn't have found the next four if you weren't the guide to lead them through that. And this is the thing that I love so much about this. And I want to really pivot here and make sure I I point this out about your program and what you're doing in your book. This happened to me with my book, God and Gigs. I was getting ready to talk about this whole thing, same thing, called out. I was like, okay, God wants me to write this book and he wants me to talk about my experience, but I feel so inadequate and so much imposter syndrome because somebody else has done it. And I was in a conference with, um, I won't name all the names, but some amazing people, but I bought my way in. I paid the ticket. I went to the conference with my wife on our anniversary. Thank you, honey. (laughs) (laughs) She went on our anniversary to a conference in Houston with some amazing people. And actually, I will say the name of the person because I want to get them credit just like you did. So Aaron Lindsay, who was a producer with Marvin Sapp and Israel Holton and all the, you know, he's an amazing. He's now a pastor in L.A. But Aaron Lindsay stood up and said, I've written a book about being a musician as a Christian and something, something. And I was like, oh, no, Aaron Lindsay wrote a book. I'm not, you know, and then his next word is what freed me. It's the reason why everything you see behind me is why we're on this podcast right now. He said. If God has given you an idea that is similar to this, go do it. Mm. He said, I am not the individual only person that could write a book like this. I wrote my book. You go write your book. Me sitting in that room, having said, I want to be under the mentorship of people like him. And then him saying, go write. I, I have one of my treasured pictures is, 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 is one of me is me, me being with him holding the book. I got oh. to show it to him like three years later. I was like, thank you, Aaron, for what you did. And so, yes, exactly what you're saying to those other people. They're following in your footsteps, but you're going to show them the path because you were willing to be taught. 
And that means they're willing to be taught and to be teachable is like one of those spiritual gifts that just allows you to walk into whatever God is bringing you in. So I, I applaud you for the way you're doing it. It's just a beautiful uh, example and you're enjoying the benefits because again, I don't want to get into like what you're doing. I'll let you decide if you want to talk about it. These other avenues you're going in, in terms of your healing, in terms of helping children, like your your world is not just here in the music world now. It's expanding even beyond that. Yeah. The power of an idea, right? The power of an idea. Because you know that you're a music printer. You know, like <laughs> an entrepreneur, we are essentially our next idea. <laughs> we just keep thinking of new things to grow and new Please hashtag that. You say that again. You said I don't know what I said. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure. Entrepreneur is essentially their next idea. Is your next idea? That's powerful. Is your next idea because this is just like our songs. Your next song, but when you're running a business, you have to just keep thinking new ideas. And I'm constantly okay. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Because I'm I'm entrepreneur. I'm building something. I might still be at the early stages. Only three three years in but I'm building something. I'm going somewhere. Um, so I like, and the more I keep adding, you know, cause I add this year was all about speaking. Mm. January, early January, first week in January, I launched my podcast. And I was like, okay, I need to get better. I need to act. Cause I knew I wanted to be a professional speaker. You asked me how I fund. Well, this is the plan I have, have multiple streams of income. No one who is successful currently only gets their income from, from one daytime job. Everyone and anyone is thinking of multiple ways to bring money in because that's how you are going to build a legacy. That's how you're going to be able to scale Yes. because you're stuck in a nine-to-five job. You're stuck with what's being paid to you. If you ever want to say, okay, now I want to earn more money, you need to get creative. And that that's that power is in your hand. It's only you that can make that decision. So not just a side job. How about multiple side jobs? How about multiple things, you know? Um, and as a speaker, I mean, speaking, first of all, was, was also a no-brainer because every time I share my music, I love to tell the story behind the music. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you can get paid as a speaker. Well, that's simple. I'm already doing it right. <laughs> I just learned how to do it better. Just learned how to do it better. So I got multiple coaches on speaking, but also I'm always still thinking of ways to bring them all together. So this recent idea that came in the last month or so, because I kept thinking to myself, one of my coaches was like, Amy, when you see yourself speaking, who is your primary audience? And I settled on students and young people. Okay. Because I think I just I just see myself being able to talk to them. They, they're early. They're young. You, but you can, as, but as, a, as, a, as a, that's, that's where your heart was as a pediatrician. Yeah. Again, I hadn't got a chance to like yeah. talk about like how in the world you're still doing this and still serving as a uh, as a doctor. Like I don't know what we need an entire. Can you just schedule that as a master class in terms of time management after you finish your other offers? Can we please have the time management course? Because that I I need that. I need that. Because if you can do it. None of us have any excuse, but your heart clearly is already for children. And again, is how God seems to bring it all together for you. So now yeah. you're you're reaching them just in a different way. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I start thinking about, okay, what can I do? And I start thinking about work as pediatricians. We need to do something in the community. You know, it could be treatment based. It could be educational you know, a way to educate the community. And I was like, wait, why can't I? (laughs) I started out the year thinking I need to get better around mental health, around dealing with teenagers. Because because sometimes I feel powerless to help them. Mm -hmm. You know, like the eating disorders and, you know, the low mood. And and they're teenagers. They're already hard to talk to as parents, you know, because they're like grunting and just yes or just shrugging, you know. I want to be able to help people and I feel powerless when it comes to teenagers and one of my dreams have been that my songs will appeal to them as well Mm. the message will also be for them you know so I said to think okay what can I do in the community and I was like oh wait can I do something around mental health then can I interview people around strategies for mental health then maybe even record an album on mental health. And then think of this resource. Think of this resource to help the community. If you're making waves and having good publicity around it, you might be able to get speaking gigs in colleges, in secondary schools. You might be able to, that, that's a really good segue for your speaking business, right? Absolutely. And maybe even because everyone is knows that mental health is such a huge issue currently, maybe you can get people behind you for even a crowdfunding campaign. I mean, who's not going to want to want to say, "Oh, I want to get behind that. That's an amazing idea." Every time I talk about the idea, everyone's like, "Oh my goodness. That's amazing." Yes, well, yes. A crowdfunding campaign around it. <laughs> I I love see the way you just led yourself to that same path is what now someone is listening and watching is going to say, wait a minute, everything again, God wastes nothing. All the gifts that God gave you put inside you mine. It was exactly like you're saying, but it was showing up and creating God in gigs. And all of a sudden my pastor saying, oh, by the way, you're doing a podcast. Guess what? We're going to do a podcast in our church too. And now my part-time job as a minister, uh, minister of music or worship musician became a full-time job as a podcast producer, right? And so I never expected God and gigs to influence this other part of my life. I thought there were two separate things. All of a sudden, God's like, nope, they all fit together. And the same way you just said with what you're doing, somebody needs to listen and hear that and say, wait a minute. Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, I love what you said about entrepreneurship. It's just your next idea. What's the next logical step? And the way you're walking this down, I can see why you're an amazing coach, because you just just following those paths that you just said, I said, oh, my gosh, I can be thinking the exact same way. Like there's a through line that I can reach to be a fully uh, fulfilled musicpreneur, as you said, because you're fulfilling all of the gaps that other people have. You're finding the needs. You're finding the things that people that you can serve other people. And then you just use what got put in you to do it. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And even the speaking, like. You, people look down on courses. People look down on even borrowing money for for coaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, "That's too much." Oh, you need to be careful. Well, but we do, but we do as we do student loans all the time. We go to college. That was my we, next we, point. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we go on the debt <laughs> for so many other thousands, things. Like 
tens of thousands for a degree you're not going to even use. They're not going to use it. Yep, 100%. And honestly, the experience I've had in paying thousands, I'm like, oh my God. Like you literally have a mind shift of how you can not just get that out. It literally pays you exponentially. Yes, it becomes you know? a, it becomes an investment mindset. That's what you I definitely You literally hear. just see the map. Oh my God, I know what to do now. Yes, like, it, it's changed. Yeah, like you said, I think our I think our minds are the whole scarcity versus abundance mindset. That's 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 biblical. That's not something new age. That's biblical. The Bible says, "Choose life or death. Life and death is power of tongue. Whatever you speak, right." So once you put your mind on those things that are going to bring life, your mind starts to figure out, "Oh, this is what I need to do to continue to produce more of this." And and, and you're, and you're it, right. You have, but you have to you have to make a com- commitment yeah, to it. You have to make a commitment. But the thing is. The more you pay, the more you're willing to go on the journey. The 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 more you pay, the you, value you get. Is the more you pay attention, the more the more you pay, the more you pay attention. Whoa! Not not just even pay attention, but actually, they, there's a reason why they're charging that much because they know the value in what they're giving you. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's a reason, you know. Ah, oh, it's just been I I I. When you're talking about don't reinvent the wheel, I came across this guy. He's also a coach who mixes music and speaking, and he calls it a keynote concert. So when he pitches himself as a speaker, it's as a speaker, singer, songwriter. Mm. So he plans his talks, and then he would have written music around these topics. And then he sings his songs at, at the end of it. So, so essentially a keynote concert would be three stories, three songs. Wow, just, you know, that's so smart. But like that makes him also stand out. Yes, is it unique? Yeah. Do you know? But I worked with him this year and I was like, oh my God, the amount of things that he does. And you're like, this was worth it. I mean, the amount was ridiculous. But it was worth it. <laughs> so people miss out on so much when they have that scarcity mindset. Yeah. Um. I mean, you don't have to go for the thousands yet if you've not paid a couple of hundred dollars for. Yeah, for, but but start for, somewhere. Oh, start I, I'm, somewhere. I'm so glad you said that because this is where I would love for you right now to share because we we again like we could talk for hours on this stuff and we could have people. We're gonna have to make you again one of our trusted experts inside our Guiding Geeks 360 program. This is one of the things I'm starting. And I'm I'm literally pitching. I never do this. I should always do this after the podcast, but I'm gonna put you on the spot <laughs> because I believe you know God brings things together for a reason. So what I'm doing in God and Gigs 360, my program, and again, we're talking about how a rising tide lifts all boats. We are all in the same business. If they win with you, they win with me. If they win with me, they win with you. So we're gonna have you in some way as a trusted expert inside our program. So when they go in, they might see a 30-minute talk with you, and then they'll be able to get into your program and learn the things I can't teach them because I'm not currently building my my artist com- com- um, career to the love that you are. I need to do my first album. I'm still back to stage one <laughs> of that crowdfunding because I've done it before, and I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. So I need to follow you in your footsteps when it comes to that. We can talk about that. Exactly. That's why we need to work together more, but I want to make sure that they find you. So... Can you give me, because this is so good, I, want, I don't want to bring it to the end, but just tell me one thing that you can tell this other this audience here that we're, that's listening right now and watching. Um, let's take you back to 2020, mm-hmm. to that moment that you took that first course. 
and you were with your sister, like, this is fun. Um, what if somebody else is right now thinking about taking that first course, but they're scared? They're like, no, this isn't real. I've got a real job. I don't, I'm just saying, what would you tell someone who is where you were? Just like you would tell yourself that same thing. What would you tell yourself right before you took that course? I would say, love yourself. And the reason why I say that is, when you pay for anything that has to do with you, it's an investment in you. And you need to believe that you are prime real estate. You, you are fertile ground. That's the first mindset shift you have to make. Number one, number one, that you are worth it. Because we spend money on our kids, on our cars, yeah. on everything. We have no problem spending thousands for a holiday. How about you? You're not throwing away the money. You're investing it. Love yourself. My goodness, Amy, I can't even like follow that up. That was that was the Holy Spirit just talking to someone right there. So I'm just going to leave it with that. Please hear our hearts together that you are worth it, that this is how God is going to move into your life in ways that you can't even, eyes not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. I don't think that's just heaven. I think that's right now. And so thank you so much. Please, please, they need to follow and be able to stay connected with you and your amazing podcast. So please, I know some people are old school. They still write things down. They can tap the <laughs> link because I already put it in the description, but please tell them in person how they can follow you, how they can keep up with you and connect with you. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook as Abia Guinea Music. <laughs> My podcast is the Fulfilled Music Printer Podcast. You can find that on all podcast platforms. And my website is abiogini.com. So that's E-B-I-O-G-I-N-N-I.com. I would love to hear from you. I would, I offer free discovery calls. If you just want to chat about music and the call you think you may have, how, you know, if you just want to chat, I'm up for it. So if you go on my website, go to coaching, you will see uh, a book a call button. Please do. <laughs> I could not recommend it more. I, I'll be one of those people getting those calls, but I'm going to pick your brain and continue to connect with you as much as possible because this is what God has really put in your heart. I'm so inspired by talking with you and I appreciate you so much giving God a Geeks a chance to enter into your world as well. God bless you, my sister. Can't wait to do this again. Thank you so much for having me. And really, I really loved the conversation. You're such an amazing host. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. My friend, how inspiring was that? I mean, number one, all of our excuses for not pursuing what God has put on the inside, whether it be in your music career or any other artistic career, have been rendered null and void by Abby's amazing testimony, her tenacity and her willingness to learn and to put it all on the line to be that creative that God is making her to be, to be a musical entrepreneur to be a person that can still pursue her other giftings as a doctor, 
in these other areas of her life, an author and a speaker. I mean, she is absolutely a paragon of what it means to go after your dream and your passion. So I know that you've been inspired that now you're saying to yourself, okay, I got to get something that she has. And if you want to connect with her directly, absolutely click the links in the show notes, in the description so that you can connect with AB and everything that she's sharing at the Fulfilled Musicpreneur, her podcast, of course, and everything else that she's doing in her content is going to help you to pursue your calling with tenacity, with perseverance, and with faith. I'm so inspired by her. And I know that the rest of our community is continuing to do similar things in our God and Gigs 360 program, our membership, as well as our free Facebook group. So you are among the people who will help you pursue your passion and find the right strategies to do it practically and effectively. That's what we're here to do. That's what we just did by you listening to AB's interview. And now I am so blessed to say, I think you're going to be doing the same thing if you act on these principles. Well, that's our show for today. Make sure that you are already subscribed to this podcast so you won't miss the next inspiring creative so that you can continue to get all of this into your system and absolutely walk it out once you hear it because there's no change unless you take action on the things that you are learning here at the God and Gig Show. And until next time, continue to become the creative that you were created to be. God bless and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.